the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Faith, hope, and love. How are y'all ready for the word? Amen? Faith, hope, and love. Growing up, I knew how much I loved God. I loved God. I loved God. I loved Him so, so very much, but I had no idea how much He loved me how much he loved me. You can get caught up in religion. I love you, God. I love you, God. I'm going to serve you, God. And you keep failing, you keep failing, and you keep failing. That moment that you discover how much he loves you. Come on, love never fails. And all I'd ever want, come on, in him, by him, let's go. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is what? Love, 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 yes. Faith is now, hope is future, and love is the connecting link from here to there, from here to there. Come on, as believers, we live our life by faith, in hope, through love. By faith, in hope, with that steadfast endurance, that confident expectation, come on, through love, through love. God is love, God is love, right? Love is what? Patience. Love is kind, and love never fails. And let me tell you, God is love, and God loves you. God loves you greatly. God loves you so much. So we're so worried and focused on our love for God, our love for God, but it's all about his love for you. It's because he loved you first. He loved you first. He wins. He loves me, he loves me, he loves me. There's no he loves me not. He wins, we wins, right? God loves you. Religion and sometimes bad life experience can get in the way of us truly understanding how much God truly loves us, right? Religion, bad life experience, even if you have a good home, we sometimes have bad life experiences, right? Anybody? Religion can cloud our view and gives us a picture of God as fault-finding, overcritical, a judgmental God, and nothing that we do is good enough. And religion and the enemy would love to have that root as your foundation, that God is overcritical, he's judging you, he's unforgiving, and imagine that's the foundation of your life. Oh no, not us, not here, not at Love Life, no. Love is our foundation, right? Bad experiences of life, right? Rejection, rejection, abuse, insecurity, failure, loss can also hinder us from understanding how much God loves us. Why? Because we get marked by that. We get marked by that rejection. We get marked by that loss. We, we stay focused and we stay in, in a rut in that stage of our life. Somebody marked you and they said those words and they rejected you and you lost somebody and some people will live their whole life right there, right there in that segment of time, stuck and not and being hindered from God's great love for them and God's great purpose and his great plan for you, right? God loves you. How many of y'all believe that? God loves you. Look at your neighbor and say, God loves you. God loves you. He greatly loves you. And you know what? He proved that love. He proved that love by sending Jesus. 
He proved that love by sending Jesus. Paul said in Ephesians 2, 4, but God, let's go. How are we ready to start the scripture? But God, amen. Because you know you a hot mess without him. But God, yes. But God, who is so very rich. Can I get an amen? Can I get a witness? Come on. But God, your father, who is so very rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sin nature and trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. God is mega rich. Come on, ladies. You got you a man who is mega rich. Come on, fellas. You got you a father that is mega rich. Mega rich. Mega rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. We have our focus just on the rich. Kind of get the rich. Can I get a rich following the rich? Rich, 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 rich. We over here making people famous and rich because of all the views that we view on their richness. So dumb. We got it twisted. We should be over here following after love, following after peace, and we following after richness-ish, fakeness, <laughs> false, debtness, whatever you want to call it, let's get over it, right? That's so fake, so superficial. We want to, we have a God who is rich in love. Love, guys, love is the answer. You know what? Love is what's missing. Love is what's going to heal that need. Love is what's going to restore the family unit. Love is what's going to restore this city and our nation. It's love. It's God's great love. It's his kindness. It's his mercy. And you want to know how the world experiences God's love? Through us. Through us, when we start producing mega fruit of love, that we get to partake of that fruit in the time of need. The world gets to partake of that fruit in the time of need. Why? Because the love of God is so full in us, it's just spilling over, spilling over. God loves you, and God is madly in love with you. You don't got to worry, does he love me? He loves me now, he loves me. Do you want to know how confident you are when you know that you are loved by God? You come into the situation, you come into the relationship 100%. You're over here like looking for my other half. No, girl, you whole, okay? You're looking for a whole man and you a whole woman in Christ. God, okay, there we go. I was getting scared. I got a little quiet. God is madly in love with you. John, I mean, Jesus said in John 3, 16, for God so loved. I love so because I love to use so, so, so. God so loved the world that he gave. He proved his love. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his own son into the world to condemn the world. That's religion, all right? Not God. He didn't send him to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus. God had a plan. He had an answer. And sometimes it's hard for us to comprehend that kind of love. That God, we can understand that God loved the world. But let me tell you, God loves you. God loves you. 
when you were separated from him, God loves you. God loved you at your worst. Come on. He loves you. God loves you so much. Paul said in Romans 8.32, God, who did not spare his own son, Jesus. We can't even wrap our head around that. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and God sends Jesus. Jesus is here on this planet as a human, walking by people who need him. They don't even know who he is, and he is God. And he knew that he was there to do the will of the Father, and that God had a plan, and that he was going to redeem humanity. Come on, he had a plan. And you know what the plan was? Love. Love was the plan. Love is always the answer. And that's why everybody in this world is looking so hard for it. Will you love me? Will you love me? Will you accept me? Will you appreciate me? Will you affirm me? You know what will? The word of God. The blood of Jesus. Come on. We got young people. We got old people. We got a generation people. Will you love me? Will you like me? Will you follow me? Follow for a follow. They're desperate. Why? Because they need to understand the love of God. God so loved the world, he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus, God who did not spare his own son. Come on, he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up. He gave him up for all of us. Not just the good, not just for those who would choose him, but he gave him for all of us, for those who would reject him, for those who would not accept him, those who would deny him. He gave Jesus for all, for everyone. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What you got to be worried about? Nothing. He gave you Jesus. He gave you his best. He gave you his all. And we over here worried about the little things. We're worried about the little things. He's given us the kingdom. Come on, you got the keys. You got the keys to the kingdom. In him, we have all that we could ever need. All I ever need. Come on. Who you are to me. When we get our eyes focused on Jesus, we realize we got all that we could ever need. We realize we got nothing to fear. The same power that rose Christ from the dead lives and dwells in me. I in him and him in me. Let's go. That abiding, that dwelling, that fellowship, that friendship, that mentorship, that discipleship in the word of God. Through love, through love, through love. Woo-wee! Amen. Jesus said in Luke 12, 32, fear not. Look at your neighbor say, fear not. Come on, give him a little shaky-wakey. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Do not be anxious, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure. It is not just Chick-fil-A's. It is my pleasure. My pleasure. We just want to go and get more sauce from Chick-fil-A because it is their pleasure. No, it's God's good pleasure. It's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And we're over here worried about scraps. We're over here worried about affection. We're over here worried about approval. Will you love me? Will you love me? God's giving you the kingdom. Walk in that authority of a believer. Let's go. It's time for us to discover who we truly are. We are children of God. Walking by faith, come on, in hope, through love, through love. God is love, and perfect love casts out all fear. 
perfect love cast out all fear. It is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We've got nothing to fear. In him, we've got all that we need. You are a child of God. Rise up and walk like it. Walk like a child of God. If you're over here a child of a trillionaire, billionaire, gazillionaire, let me tell you, you're going to walk like it. Hopefully you're not all stuck up either, you know. We don't need to be walking like stuck up Christians, that it's all about me. No, it's all about others. It's all about others. What did Jesus come to do? He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. He came to serve. He gave his life for others. And that's what we do. And that's when we truly find our life, when we lay it down. When we lay it down. Your life has true meaning and true purpose when you give it away. When you give it away for a generation. When you give it away for others. You're like, oh, I have no regrets. I got no regrets, right? Serving in the kingdom of God, being a part of things that, you know what, eternity will tell. Eternity will tell when we get to heaven. All those kids that you, you led to Jesus in VBS and you led to Jesus in kids class and you led to Jesus on, on the bus ministry. When I was a kid, I would go on a bus. I was a teen. We went to all the little neighborhoods and just gather a whole bunch of kids and bring them to church. I mean, there's so much that I, will, I have no regrets with my life and I can't even imagine like only when we get to heaven, you know. I don't even know, but imagine just all these people that you had the opportunity to minister the love of God, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Not perfect, just showing God's love to others, right? Come to know who God is and who you are in him through personal relationship, through personal experience of God's love, not just superficial. God loves me. You know, God loves me. No, I want a deep, intimate, personal relationship with the love of God, right? God, not superficial, not a surface level, not a fake book life. Fake book life. You know fake book life? I'm so over the fake book. I'm so over everything, so staged. Okay, I'm sorry. If you have your Facebook, go for it. I'm not bagging on you. But you know what I'm saying? The, the, the life that is staged, how about you just be that grandma? How about you just be that auntie? Come on, how about you just be that spiritual mama? How about you just actually be and experience real people, the hardships, the diaper changing, come on, the attitude throwing, that you, you think you know it all? Girl, I've been here a little longer. I know I look young. Forever, amen. Planted in the house of God. Come on, flourishing, fresh and young. Amen. Not a fake book, superficial, God loves me understanding. No, come to know the depths, the levels, the layers of God's love for you. 1 John 4, 15. Whoever confesses and acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God. That's me. That's us. We believe. We confess. Jesus is Lord. He's the Son of God. God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know by personal observation and personal experience and have believed with deep, consistent faith the love which God has for us because God is love. How do we come to know? It's the abiding. 
God in us, us in him. God in us and us in him, right? God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God. And God abides continually in him. In this union, come on, in this friendship, in this fellowship with him, this coming to know, this intimate relationship, right? Love is completed and perfected in us so that we may have confidence. What do we have? We've got confidence and we've got hope in the day of judgment because I'm a friend of God. We've got hope and we've got confidence because I'm a child of God and I'm in him and his, he's in I. Let's go. Ah! Guys, I am so excited. I've been studying about the love of God. I've been studying about the love of God. It's just like spilling and oozing out of me. I've been sending messages all day. I love you, and I love you, and I love you. Everybody's like, are you okay? I'm okay. I just love you. Why? Because God's love is so good, and it's so big, and it's so great, and there's so many levels to it, and you just start diving in and swimming. I'm going to the deep end. Come with me. <laughs> Let's go. Because it's hot too, you know. We need the deep end, the water. Woo. Anyways, we got this confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and with boldness to face him. We got confidence. We're not afraid. We're going to face God with confidence. Absent with the body, present with the Lord. I've got nothing to fear. We've got nothing to fear. Because as he is. Look at your neighbor and say, is. As he is, so are we in this world. How many of y'all walking like Jesus? Walking with that authority, teaching, preaching, and healing. Let's go. As he is, so am I in this world. In this world. Religion, the enemy wants to rob us. Oh, yeah, when you get to heaven. Oh, yeah, when you get to heaven. No, right now. Right now. Healed, prosperous, whole, spirit, soul, and body. Whoo. Because... As he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but perfect, complete, full-grown, mature love, it drives out fear. Because you know what? Fear involves torment and the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. We love because he loved us first. He, we only love because he loved us first. First, what do we do? We confess Jesus is Lord. Then God abides in us and we abide in him. This abiding means to live our everyday life knowing and growing from level to level of his great love for us through fellowship with him, through fellowship with him, through friendship, through partnership. Do you know that God calls you a partner, a co-laborer with him, right? Of um, companionship, mentorship, and discipleship through the word of God. This is why it's so important for us to come to church. This is why it's so important for us to dive into the word of God. This is why we come and we write notes and we take them down. We write the scriptures down. We go over it and we go over it and we go over it because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. That seed is being planted in your heart and at just the right time, you're gonna produce a fruit when you need it. You're gonna produce a fruit when others need it. There's, there you go, love, joy, peace, peace patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and that self-control that we all love, 
when we're feeling a little moody, self-control just jumps on it. Let me tell you something. I have a short, I'm working on it. Fuse, temper, but like I'm working on it. I'm just a passionate person, okay? Super passionate. Well, let me tell you, on Monday, I had a lot to get done. I had to go get something notarized, had to go to the bank, had to make sure I had all this paperwork with me, and you know, it feels like a million steps. Well, I go and I get all the million steps with, with me in this little envelope, and I forget one thing. I drive and drive and drive. I get there. I get in line, and I'm so confident because I've got everything. I had a list, and I sit there, and I'm like, oh, I'm missing the most important thing. This, in the first time in my life that I can remember, I got in the car. I drove all the way back. Had a lovely time. Didn't cuss out nobody. Didn't drive like a psychopath. Didn't cut anybody off. Nobody got the finger. Nobody, you know, God is number one. Nothing. Not that I would ever do anything like that. Just saying. You know, asking for a friend. I'm saying a story for a friend. That's a lie. It's me. Some, like, sometimes there's like, how could I forget this? And I'm the type of person that, like, I don't go back. You forgot it. That's on you to myself. I will not go back. If I have a course in my mind, there's a route, there's a route, I will not get off. I will not go back. I'm like that in the grocery store. If I pass something, forget it. You don't need it. I just can't go back. I got to go forward. Just my eyes are focused forward. Well, anyways, I got in the car. I got back. It was 30 minutes later, jumped back in line. And the lady's like, oh, how can I help you? She saw that I had come back, and I'm like, a miracle just happened. <laughs> I was just like, but just keeping it together, you know what I mean? She's like, don't, don't be crazy in the bank, guys. Don't be crazy. Be like, you know what? A miracle just happened. I'm usually a psycho. Don't be like this telling all the business right now. Now you guys all know, right? No, but this is what happens. The word of God starts discipling you. It starts coming today in your everyday life so that everything is not an emergency. So you don't fall apart like some, you know, little $2 shirt. You wear it once, you put it in the dryer, Padam, it's for a Barbie. What is this? We all know about that $2 shirt, you know. I'm just going to be saving money. Spend a little more. But there we are falling apart, right? Because we have no foundation of the love of God. We've got no foundation of self-control. We have it all. All we'll ever need is in us. We just got to develop in it, right? Come on. By faith, in hope, through love. God's love should be the foundation of our lives as a solid rock, founded on the rock. Jesus said in John 15, 9, I have loved you just as my Father has loved me. Jesus is saying, I loved you just as the Father loved me. Remain, abide, and live in my love, and do not doubt my love for you. How many of us doubt his love every day? And he's saying, live, remain, abide in my love. Do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain, abide, and live in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and remained in his love, I love that Jesus is like, I'm not just telling you the way, I showed you the way. 
I showed you the way. I came, I served others, I fulfilled the will of the Father. Not my own will, let your will be done. He's like, God, is there any other way? Do I gotta go to the cross? Not my will, but your will be done. He's like, I didn't just talk about it, I showed you the way. Follow after me, right? As my disciples, in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remained in his love, I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be full and complete and overflowing with the fullness of God. How many are ready to overflow with joy? How many are ready to overflow, come on, with the fullness of God? Come to know through personal experience, the love of God, the love of God, not just superficial, not just a surface level, not just fake book life, I'm a Christian. No, you draw the line. At some point in your life, you got to draw the line. So when fear comes and knocking, God loves me. There's my line. There's my line. God loves me. When all hell breaks loose in your family and all hell breaks loose, come on, with loss and with sickness and with disease and financial failure, God loves me. You better, you better know that you got to draw a line somewhere. And every one of us do this. Every one of us do this. There's just a point that you're just going to draw the line that says, no, God's will be done in my life. Whatever he wants for me, I'm not turning back. There was a point in my life, I was, I, was, I was four years old when I received Jesus, and I came to this church at 13 years old. Remember I said, I knew how much God, I knew how much I loved God. I loved God. God, I love you. God, I love you. But it wasn't until I came to this church that I, that I found out how much God loved me. And it was about his love for me, right? And there was this point when I was 19 years old that I drew a line. I said, no matter what comes. I will never turn my back on serving God. No matter what happens, what, never what happens. You know how many people fail you? You know how many people reject you? You know how many people called me crazy? People call me a nun? You ain't nothing but a nun. Why you got to be so strict? Why you got to be so serious? Why you got to live your life so focused? Hey, where are you now? Where's your fruit now? I ain't trying to call nobody, but like, watch out. Draw the line for yourself. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to stand up for what is right. As for me and my house, come on, whatever that takes, whatever that means, there's all kinds of craziness. What do you stand for? What do you believe? The world standard is so stupid. It's so low. And we sometimes believe that God's standard is so high. But you know what's happened? We've just gotten so far away from it. And the only thing that will never change is the word of God and God's love and God's standard. So when current affairs and things that are happening and things in the news and what do we stand on this and what do we stand on that, what does God's word say? That's where we stand. And that's where we draw the line, right? And that's, that's, where, that's where our life changes. As a young person, it doesn't matter how old you are, at one point you got to draw the line that there's no turning back. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If you're single, that's you. If you're married, that's you and your marriage. If you're married with kids, that's you, your marriage, and all them littles you've been producing. As for me and my house, come on. We will serve the Lord. Not just superficial. Not just surface level. No, in every way of our life, we're going to surrender it to God. We're going to give it to him and he'll multiply it back to you. Come on. Come to know the depths, levels, layers, and the fullness of God's love for you. John 15, 12. 
This is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Just as I have loved you, no one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friend. And we over here trying to have like, I got a bunch of Facebook friends. How many of them would you lay your life down? None. Unless that's your spouse or your child. You're like, sorry, bro. You got to go. <laughs> no, I'm being real. How many of y'all want to be real? You're going to lay down your life for your friend? All the dads in the house, like, for my family. You the rest of y'all? <laughs> Stand and fight. <laughs> no, lay down your life for your friend. You are my friends. That's Jesus. And he laid his life down. He says, you are my friends if. Look, don't forget the if. We forget the if. You are my friends if you keep on doing what I commanded you. I do not call you servants any longer. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I call you my friends because I have revealed to you everything that I have heard from my father. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and appointed and placed and purposely planted you. He planted you, right? So that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing fruit that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the father in my name as my representative, he may give it to you. This is what I command you, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Who's ready to go beyond? Go beyond just superficial, this surface level of understanding of God's great love for you. This is the year of going beyond, right? We're love life, are we not? We are love life. Come on, we're, we hear the word and we do the word. We hear the word and we apply the word, right? We love others as Christ love us. And we lay down our life. What does that mean? We lay down our time. Come on, we sacrifice for others. We sacrifice for the ministry. And what is God doing? He's multiplying our time. He's multiplying our resources, right? Come on, we are love life. We are a friend of God, living in fellowship. How many of y'all living in fellowship? Living in friendship. There's levels of our relationship with God. Fellowship, friendship, companionship, mentorship, discipleship with the word of God and the love of God. This is our year for going beyond. And what are we going to go beyond in? In bearing much fruit. In bearing much fruit, right? We're going to bear much fruit of love. What is love? God is love. God is love. God, he showed us what love is. Love suffers long and endures. We want to talk about love, yeah. Who's ready to suffer long and endure? That's right. We endure it with patience and serenity. Love is kind and it's thoughtful and it's not jealous or envious. Love, it does not brag, it's not proud or arrogant. Love is not rude, it's not self-seeking and it's not provoked, nor overly sensitive or easily angered. Love does not take into account wrong endured. Love does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices when truth and right prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looks for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. 
Love never fails and it never fades and it never ends. How many are ready to get rooted and grounded in love? Come on, never failing, never ending, never gives up, endures all things, patient and kind, right? We're going to get rooted and grounded in this kind of love, in God's kind of love, bearing much fruit for ourselves in the time of need and for this world. We're going to be the answer. That's how we be the answer, not just by making PB&J sandwiches. We're going to be the answer by being love, showing love, expressing love, right? In the time of need, God's love is going to be overflowing in our lives for others, right? Our life in Christ should be full and complete and overflowing with the fullness of God. How many are ready for the fullness of God? We've just been experiencing the fullness of tacos. How many are ready for the fullness of God? Right? The fullness of God. Ephesians, Paul said in Ephesians 3.14, For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Come on, our God is mega rich in mercy, in his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the in the through his spirit in the inner man. Come on, this is that abiding, God abiding in us and us in him. How many of y'all need to be strengthened? It's time, let's go, abiding in him that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know, personally experience the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. How are we going to know something that passes knowledge? It's because we're going to experience it. We're going to experience it. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. Is this your year of beyond? Exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. All that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Because God is abiding in us and us in him. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Come on. We have to get rooted and grounded in God's love so that we, we may be able to comprehend. How, how are you going to be able to comprehend? You got to get rooted and grounded in God's love. So it doesn't matter what wind of doctrine and this serving the crystals and the stars said this and your sign said this. What is your sign? I'm like, my sign is Jesus. Okay. That's it. The other day, a guy asked me, when are you going to get married? I'm like, I'm already married to Jesus. Don't you know this already? Stop asking. <laughs> like, seriously. We went to a women's conference. Everybody stand up who's believing God to get married. They look at me. I look back. Don't you know this girl's taken? Like, don't you get it already? Anyways, anyways, we got to be rooted and grounded in God's kind of love that we may be able to comprehend. So when you start to understand that God is love, it starts opening your eyes, causing revelation and understanding and personal experience of the levels and the layers and the depths of God's great love for you. Personally, individually, God loves you. It's all encompassing. His great love encompasses you. So it doesn't matter when things are going on. God loves me. God loves me. 
God loves me. I got nothing to fear. What can man do to me? Come on, this body may fail me, but God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. If God's love is not the foundation of your life, then a fear comes a creeping in. <laughs> yeah, it does. We know that to be true, right? Fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of man, fear of failure, fear of death, fear of the enemy. If you see God's word as a judgmental letter, and this is, this is what religion wants us to get trapped in, right? This is what the enemy would love to us to be snared by because you see God's word as a judgmental letter with a harsh, strict, judgmental, punishing, unforgiving God, then you're gonna miss out on all the truth of God's word. God's word is love, love, love. The answer is love. God is love, right? God's word is a love letter to you. Some of you women, just if I could just get a love letter. Girl, you got a big one. Open it up, right? If I could just get a note of gratitude, you know, like, anyways. Stop, Sasha, stop. We have the greatest love letter in the word of God. Open it, read it, discover it, and discover who you are. God's word is a love letter to you. Your perception, your view, your understanding, come on, your foundation of the Bible should be through the eyes of love. So every time you see something, you see correction, you see whatever, you see it through the eyes of love. You see it with an understanding of love. You see it with the foundation of love and God's grace and God's mercy. Come on. You see it through the eyes of love. It's a love letter to you full of faith, hope, and love. And this is what we've got to be rooted and grounded and and firmly standing on the love of God, right? There's dimensions to God's love. Let's go beyond the superficial level, right? We can stay here forever. God loves me. No, I want to dive in. I want to dive into the deep end, right? Let's come to know what let's come to know the love that surpasses understanding. Paul said in Ephesians 3:19, and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled throughout your being to the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself, right? Come to know this love which passes knowledge, experience God's presence to the fullest. How many know in the time of need, you need to experience God's presence? You don't need a scripture thrown at you. You don't need guilt. You don't need to stand God. You need to experience the love of God. You need to experience the love of God, right? Some people know of me and some people experience me as auntie, as pastor, as mentor, as sister. Come on, as, as, as best friend. Auntie, you're my best friend. Don't forget that when you get big, okay? <laughs> Don't forget that when the word comes up for you. Don't forget it, right? Spiritual mama bear, right? There's levels of relationship. There's levels of relationship. Who's ready to experience the fullness of God's love and his relationship with you as father, as redeemer, Come on, as provider, as protector, as healer, as comforter, feel to the top until it overflows the fullness of God in you, in faith, in hope, in love, in joy, 
and peace and wholeness and healing and prosperity and excitement for the future in him, right? It's time to level up on our foundation of God's great love for us. God's great love for you. Come to know through personal experience the love of God. What do we have to do first? First, we confess the Lord and Jesus as our Lord and Savior, right? We confess Jesus is Lord. That's where it starts. Then God abides in us and we abide in him. We dwell in him. We live in him. This abiding means that we're living our everyday life in him, in his word, going and growing from level to level with his great love for us. Coming to know him and coming to know who we are in Christ is the greatest thing that you'll ever do. And you know what? Perfect love casts out fear. And God loves you. Receive his love today. Receive his love today. And if you're dealing with fear in any area of your life, bring it to God. Bring it to his word. And ask him to reveal to you where you need to level up in. Where is there a little crack in your foundation? Because you want to seal that crack with the love of God. You want to seal it with the love of God. Because he loves you so very, very much. And he doesn't want you to be tormented by fear ever again. Ever again. Perfect love. Mature love casts out all fear. God loves you. You've got no fear of judgment to face him. Because you're his friend. And he sent Jesus just for you. Oh, God loves you so very, very much. And I hope and pray that each and every one of you received that love today, received an understanding of God's great love for you. You're going to play this back, write down the scriptures, and know that you're going to know that you're going to draw that line. Doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter what comes my way, doesn't matter how long, God loves me. God loves me. There's freedom in that. I love you guys so very, very much. I hope you guys receive something tonight. Have a great night, and we will see you all on Sunday. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.